welcome to Hit for Six. It is Sunday, the 11th of April. It's officially, in my book, the start of summer. The county cricket season started, but um, the weather doesn't quite feel that way yet. It's pretty nippy. I noticed that Sleet has just stopped play at Trent Bridge. I mean, it's a mad time to be playing cricket in that sense. Uh, but we're back. Hit for Six is back. It's the start of a new series. We're calling this next kind of section of podcast Series 3. So we've made it to a third series. Uh, Michael, how are you? Well, I'm delighted um, to be back, Rob. Delighted to be back chatting with you. Thanks to our big backing company to renew us for a third season, showing the faith. And yeah, having just run in from a shower of hail, it is quite funny that this is the beginning of the cricket season. Like you said, the beginning of summer. Very excited to be back. And I think very fitting. It is the beginning of summer because Kit for Six is back. That signals the beginning of summer. Yeah, I like that. We want that for, for our listeners. That is the new beginning of summer moment when, uh, um, yeah, when Hit for Six returns. I, talking about the bad weather, I saw a graphic on Twitter this week of how the temperature drops from the week before the county cricket season starts to the week the county cricket starts. And that has happened every single year for six years, apart from one year, 2020 where the season, of course, uh, was postponed at its starting because of the coronavirus outbreak. And so isn't it just classic that the one time we had great, great weather right at the start of April for the county cricket season um, was the one year where it didn't take place. Saw one quite funny clip of um, the Kent slip corner and someone took a really good catch. So the video is going around social media. But the main thing I noticed was that every single one of the Kent slip fielders and the keeper were wearing beanies, which <laughs> I thought was quite funny. Yeah. I mean, sign of the times, hey. Um, well, we are back, which is great. And to kick us off, with county cricket having started and the county season being up and running, we've got a, a very special guest who we actually spoke to a little while back, maybe I think early mid-February, but we've kind of held tight on the interview until now because it felt like it'd be good to release it kind of with the start of the county season. And Michael, do you want to introduce them for us? So our guest is Annie Chave, um, to our shame as our first female guest, but hopefully many more to come. And she is the editor of County Cricket Matters. I would describe her as a County Cricket fundamentalist, as you'll hear in the, uh, as you'll hear in the interview. And she was a really great guest, um, had different opinions to us in quite a lot of ways. And, you know, there was good, healthy back and forth, I thought, particularly between yourself and her, Rob. But yeah, I thought it was a great one. Yeah, it was She's a fantastic guest. We meant to only speak to her for 25 minutes. And as you'll see from the length of this podcast, it's far longer than that because we just, off we went. And it was just brilliant talking about domestic cricket in England, county cricket, why she loves it, why maybe for her the 100 isn't a good idea or, or anything that potentially not much good is going to come from it. Um, so, yeah, it was, yeah, as you said, a, a frank and lively discussion and um, it was wonderful to have her on. So, Without further ado, really, um, let's get to it. And we'll kind of lead in now to, to when we spoke to her back in February. Well, good, good evening, even, Annie. How, how are you? Um, I'm, I'm pretty good, thank you. Um, you know, uh, we've had so much cricket on recently. You, you can't fail not to be good, really, can you? And how, how's, how are you finding lockdown? The third one now. How's it been for yeah, you? Um, well, uh, since I've started my magazine, the County Cricket Matters magazine, um, I've been constantly busy. <laughs> so um, I've been, I, I do have a, a job in the theatre 
um, but I've been half furloughed from that. So I do half a day's work um, for the theatre and then half a day's work for my magazine. So um, I'm very, very, very busy, it feels like. So, uh, you know, I don't really notice life apart from being busy. <laughs> yeah, fair dues. Can you tell us a bit about County Cricket Matters that you just mentioned? Your I can, yeah. Um, so... Uh, uh, 2019 I, feel, I, felt, I felt like saying last year because that's what it feels like um, 2019 at the advent of the um, the beginnings of the hundred and um, that sort of thing we uh, I got together with a few people on Twitter and we were all concerned not necessarily about the hundred but what it would mean to county cricket these setups in county cricket and so we we kind of thought, oh, what can we do? Um, and we brought out the first edition of County Cricket Matters uh, in November in 2019. And it was basically a, a sort of lots of articles about why we don't think the 100 is a good idea or, you know, that sort of thing. It was a bit of a, a, a anti-100 magazine. And it, it went down well and it, it was good, but um, County Cricket Matters... Um, we decided we'd, we'd move on from that. And so the next one that came out um, was March and we wanted to just give it a bit of a platform and um, just say, this is this is a great thing, County Cricket, what we have is a great thing. And we wanna make sure lots of people know about it because it, it doesn't feel like it's ever in the news. Um, and we wanted to give a platform for that and for new writers to if they've got an article they wanted to write and it would all be based around county cricket so that's it basically it's a quarterly magazine and um it's a hard copy but you can um get it on amazon as well so nice nice you speaking there so was that completely a voluntary thing these you started doing your own time launch a, a magazine sort of mm -hmm. counter the hundred and uh, big up county cricket Yes, it's, it's been quite a learning curve, I have to say. Um, the first edition, I, I wasn't the editor and I it was all organised somewhere else. But, but the, the guys that did the first one didn't want to carry on. Um, so we went um, separate, just a few of us. And it was decided that I would be the editor. And I thought, well, yeah, I can do this. And, uh, you know, it's it's been really, really, really wonderful. Um, but God, is it a lot of work. Um, just uh, you'd think you're just getting in a few stories and putting them together but it just isn't that at all and then I had to get printers and um, yeah I have to post everything out and there's so much social media and emailing and, and accounting and things all these things I was just like mm, god this is um, quite huge yeah and to therefore undertake something like that there must be a, a passion burning deep within for the game of cricket <laughs> And for county cricket specifically. You'd bloody hope so, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, otherwise you're really wasting your time. Um, where, where, did that, where did that start for you? Going right back, when did you first really think, wow, cricket is a wonderful sport? Oh, well, it's, it's in my blood. Um, so when I was six, I would go along with my father and my uh, siblings um, to cricket every weekend uh, in Devon. So we followed my dad's cricket team and it was just my life. That was my summer. Right, what cricket, what cricket games are on, which weekend, what can we do? You know, 
but it was basically that is life and then I started scoring and then I started playing a bit and it just followed through that and I, I've loved I love the grassroots friendly cricket it's all friendly cricket um I I'm the secretary of the club now and uh it's all it's all friendly but um so yes that's where it started my my father being um a complete cricket addict and it's just gone through us all that's often actually it's interesting it, it maybe links to the wider your passion for county cricket and why it's maybe not so popular beyond that mm. i mean michael's dad loves his cricket has written cricket books no surprise michael likes cricket my <laughs> dad cricket obsessed took me to cricket all the way again growing up uh you know, and so that's really where my loves come from. Mm. But it, it does feel, and particularly with it being maybe tucked away on Sky Sports, it's kind of something that's handed down generation to generation. And there's few evangelists for the game of cricket mm. outside of maybe close family members. And so you get those people who know cricket and love it, and they love it. But then mm. to the wider population, let's just speak UK for now, it's hardly heard about I mean I think it was maybe encapsulated best in the cricket world cup where I had a subset of friends who loved every moment of it and it was the most incredible few weeks ever and we were all just all in on it and yet my friends or colleagues in particular who didn't really like cricket hardly knew it was happening and it felt yeah. like a, a bubble of a competition for English people who like cricket and the South Asian community in the UK mm. and and that was it <laughs> yes absolutely I mean it's a it's a massive thing about um, Sky, though, isn't it, as well? that I mean, you and I and, and Michael, we, we all live and breathe cricket, you know, uh, in our families. We all chat about it in the morning. Did you see this? You know, all we talk about the game. Um, and, it, and it's massively important to us. So, of course, we would, um, if we have the money, sign on to Sky, if we could, um, if we don't have principles about um signing on to uh, um take that sort of tv um but so of course that that that's brilliant but what having it on free to air tv does is is it it captures the people that haven't got that in their soul doesn't it um and and you might just have the tv on because actually uh I might as well catch up and see because i kind of like sports so i'll put some cricket on and see and then suddenly it, it captures you and it takes you in and, and and suddenly your child's sitting next to you watching it. Um, it's those people that it's essential to have it on free-to-air TV if you want to grow it in, in that way. So, yeah. That that story you've just told is why I like snooker. It's yeah. just always on BBC inside, growing yeah. up, put it on. I can tell you all the top, you know, 16 players in the world because I've watched them all the time and... I don't love it. I don't follow the minor tournaments, but someone says, do you like sneaker? I'm like, oh yeah, yeah I really do. Just yeah, but you wouldn't necessarily it. subscribe to a, a, a channel or, or a payers, pay yeah. TV. I, I mean, I don't. Eurosport yeah. is what it's on. And I, I don't watch it, but I like it enough to people who yeah. that might be their story for cricket. It, mm. Yeah, it's, it's just not for, for that very reason. Yeah, and um, this is the same with, I, I talked to Kevin Hand and I talked to um, the guy from uh, Roy Stride from Scouting for Girls and, and both of them had this story about how they, they their, fa their family weren't interested in cricket at all, at all, and they just, they were ill or something and they just watched um, some test match cricket on the telly and uh, got completely hooked. So it, 
it can do that. It can crawl you in completely. So, and and yes, you were right about um, the World Cup. It's yeah. it it does capture people. Um, it, it's like when the Rugby World Cup's on. You know, there's a whole load of group of people that get really really involved, or the Football World Cup, or anything. But it it it, it does often doesn't follow through, does it? I mean, you don't always you know um, stay with that sport necessarily because of that small. Um, competition and you could see when they made the final free to air the viewing figures were absolutely astonishing oh. right like it was going toe-to-toe with Wimbledon and Wimbledon is another really good example yeah of a uh, sport that's on free to air and people get into it for those two weeks and then it might spark something but yeah the, the viewing figures for the final were astonishing for the career World Cup weren't they like yeah. how many people would have been inspired by watching one of the most exciting games I've ever seen in years yeah, it was just absolutely thrilling. It couldn't have been better, could it? It just could not have been more exciting. And, and then followed by that test match, the, the Headingley test match, which was <laughs> absolutely which... incredible as well. So, Annie, just, just back to, I suppose, county cricket matters. And mm. the big drive is what you're arguing is that the traditional county championship, the 18 counties, is a great thing. It's a great product. And English cricket shouldn't reject it mm. um, and really try and foster it and encourage it to grow. From my perspective growing up, so I've grown up in southwest London, cricket yeah. has always been my favourite sport, but I also love rugby and football. And so in rugby, I want Harlequins, who play in southwest London, and England to do well. In football, I want Chelsea, who play in southwest London, mm. and England to do well. <laughs> uh, I've had plenty of abuse about this already um, from a couple of different guests. Um, but with cricket, I just want England to do well. Because okay. Surrey, I'm not. Like I'm from South London, so Surrey would be my county. The club cricket I play is in the Surrey Championship, but you know I don't have any particular affinity to them. I wouldn't say I'm from Surrey, so it doesn't really speak to me. Like Middlesex, which is the other London one, I mean, Middlesex doesn't even exist anymore. It's like an actual administrative place. It's just been swallowed up into Greater London. Mm-hmm. And so, it, I mean, meeting friends who are from Worcestershire, I've got two very good friends who are from Worcester. They love Worcestershire county cricket. You know, they want them to do well. But for me, basically, as a, an urban liver, yeah. we will always live in a city, county cricket has felt pretty irrelevant. There's never been a team... So do you go play. along to it at all? Um, now now I, I, I go to watch Middlesex games at Lords sometimes because I'm an NCP yeah. member and so, and so I can because I like watching cricket. And mm-hmm. I went to one or two Surrey games while I was a student. Just for It's a great way to catch up with the mates because it's going to sit at the cricket. For the all day and starting thing, and yeah. talk, you know, so do that occasionally, but I, but otherwise, not not really. I go to international games with my dad at Lords and the Oval more. Mm-hmm. Um, so are, are you interested in um, the development of players? I am, well, I am, and I'm particularly interested in the development of those players who I played with. So I played against Dom Sibley growing up, and so it was quite interesting watching him fail at Surrey, go to Warwickshire, and do much better. Yeah end up playing you know and and so there's, there's a there's a few kind of stories like that um phil salt i played with for a little bit oh, wow. Sussex, um dan dalthwaite's um hit me for several runs in a school game um, a little while back so i'm kind of interested to see how they might do as as players in, in, in that sense and i like watching cricket but it's, i suppose what i'm trying to say is it's i've never been dragged in as a as a fan and so for me with the tom harrison ecb let's restructure domestic cricket in this country completely i'm like yeah cool Mm. might i might be get a team then and i would follow more closely like Mm. a oval invincibles or a london spirit that are Mm. 
are a London team, so they're my team. I, I just wanted your, your thoughts on okay, that. And I know yeah. I'm not alone in, in that kind of no, no, that their story. I think, so I'm reading between the lines, I'd say you were a private school kid then? Yeah, the, the, yeah. sorry, the reason why I'm wearing a smart <laughs> shirt like this is rather darkly. I was at a funeral today. Normally I'm wearing tracksuit bottoms. And no, a, a no, no, top. it's not from but, what you're wearing. The slightly plummy voice might, and the fact I'm an MCC <laughs> member at the age of 25 might also imply <laughs> that I went also... to private school. <laughs> It's also the fact you've played with the players. Yeah, right? yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I, I think there's an there's an awful lot wrong with this system in county cricket at the moment, and that I think that there's a lot of um, problems with um, engaging with youth. Um, so I I can see where you're coming from in in that way. What about you, Michael? Are you a county fan at all? Or? Um. So. No, I don't really feel like I have a specific county. Again, I'm more of an England fan. Mm -hmm. I've actually got a positive disliking of Surrey, mainly because I'm not quite as good at cricket as Rob, but also just like every kid in your year who's very good at cricket and is a bit of an arrogant ass about it, I feel like would just blend perfectly into that Surrey team <laughs> a lot of the time. You know what I mean? Like if I see a current, I just think, oh, you probably were pretty mean to me in the nets. Like, but, so I've, I've just never quite... a lot of currents in the world, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I so I've never got an affinity of Surrey. Middlesex I'm a bit more fond of. Mm -hmm. I like I really like the Grand Lords. I'm a Middlesex member because it's really cheap and good value way to watch cricket. Yeah. But again, I don't quite feel that strong link to a county. To be honest, my favourite county is probably Leicestershire because I always liked them as the underdogs when I was younger. Yeah. I'm a bit of an underdog person, so um, I, I can I can see that. Okay, so... Yeah, I mean, it's it's a difficult one. So I like, I, I live in Exeter, but I like Somerset because obviously they're the closest team, but it's not just that. It's, I think originally it would have been because of um, Viv and Beefy, but I was very young at that time. And, um, but I was madly, madly in love with Viv Richard. So um, I, I guess that's kind of what started me getting interested in county cricket. And then what, what I kind of did, we, I mean, Exeter and Devon have a lot of feeders into Somerset and I, I've just found it really, really fascinating to, to follow certain players into, into county cricket and to watch them grow and, and see how well they develop through county cricket. And I think it, it's such an essential step to where, you know, to your England, to, to making that, that wonderful team that you want to see. So my main thing has always been, I, I love watching a, a massive development and I love the history of the club. Um, so you can read back, I, I read so much about the histories of clubs and, and it, it, just so many things um, have, have been so poignant to so many people. And, and then you kind of start getting an ownership of a club, you, you kind of, really want to um, in, enjoy each player's um, successes, mm. feel for their downs, you know, and I, I had a real, um, just a, a, absolutely obsessed with watching Triscothic play because he was such a wonderful, wonderful player and he felt, um, he just made the cricket so exciting. So I kind of got um, absolutely sidetracked into to that that sort of thing, the the actual player development and and mm. seeing how they went. So I think 
that's where my love comes from and then and then you get involved with other supporters you, you know they all have their little places where they sit and you want to you know you kind of you get into the characters and why they're there and what and it it, it just becomes a absolutely fascinating um few days out if and 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 like you said, it's, it's so reasonably priced, yeah. um, and you get to see some stonking cricket sometimes. I mean, sometimes some absolutely shit cricket, I have to say. But um, you know, you also get some amazing. It, it, it they're always such be beautiful grounds and such lovely places to be. So uh, for a reasonable price, you get to see these developing players. Um, I just don't think you can beat it. Do you feel that more intimate connection to the players? Way more, way more. There, there, there's so much more. They bond with the crowd much more when when you're just at a county game, you know, than than they would in England because there's no, you know, there's far too many people around for a start. I, I don't like not being able to get to the bar or <laughs> you know those sort of things um, myself. Um, so yeah, I, I think. That there's lots of things about country, and I also absolutely love going to the other other grounds and and visiting the other grounds and the outgrounds, um, and just the the whole battle between um, you know the the championship and who's going to get first and who's going to get. It's just I, I find it absolutely thrilling. In fact, I'm getting quite emotional thinking about it because it's been <laughs> a long time since I've been to one. Yeah. Um, but you know, I I can't convince people that aren't into it but I could say you both try going uh, you know regularly if you can and and you know get involved in what the players are doing it's 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 such a wonderful way to spend a day yeah no no fair enough I mean like last two seasons yeah it does feel like last season two seasons ago was my first year of being a Middlesex member and I tried to get to as many games as I could um, because I had the membership and it was good value and I, I had, like Rob, I had a good friend who was a member it was a good way to see him um, and just going a few times I did start to feel a slight connection to the players but that was uh, um, second division wasn't it? it was second division and that was I was about to get to that like you said about standard of cricket mm. some of the cricket did feel really tired mm. and it felt low quality and and I guess that's, that's a, sort of a, a, a question worth asking I can completely see the value and the the love of county cricket. Is it is it sustainable having, you know, eighteen counties? Well, this is what we're told. It's not, um, you know. So um, I I can't. I don't have the figures. I, I you know the ECB don't share those figures. Um, I'm guessing that there are. I mean, there's five or six counties that are struggling, and certainly now uh, after COVID, I think it's. Uh, yeah. really 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 going to be tough for a lot of counties um but this is what there are there are 18 counties there are 18 wonderful wonderful histories of each county that are are just if you go through their halls of fame it's it's stunning and and this is what we have so um this is what we should be working around that there's loads of ways they should be um you know they, they don't promote county cricket enough they don't you know they don't try and get the uh ties between youth and clubs and cricket enough mm. i i know they do bits but they don't do enough um i, I would you see for example i would paper t20 games um that they're, they're usually sold out certainly always at taunton they're sold out 
I would send paper them and say, right, give people free tickets for county matches coming up, get them to go along so that they, they're aware of the side and they can come along, that they don't have to pay, it's, it's all there. Um, there's lots of things that you can do. I'd, I'd really try and get some coaching sessions with kids and um, the players, get to meet them a bit more. Kids need heroes. They don't know who half the county players are. It's crazy. They're, they're right in near where they live. You know, there's there's loads of things they could be doing. Um, but also, the don't run it down so much. It, the ECB don't seem to be trying to champion that enough. And uh, I, I think I think it needs to be. Two things really on that, Annie. One is another idea I've always felt would be good. They may do it in other counties, but my experience was at Surrey and Middlesex, they weren't doing it, where you have to you pay for one day. It's like, you know, 18 quid or something for the day. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't that be for the four days? Because I'm not going to pay 36 quid or, you know, 54 quid to sit in a county cricket game and chat to a mate. But we, we I went one time, so it was really good days cricket, Middlesex, Nottinghamshire at Lords. This must have been four or five years ago. And... We would love to have gone back the next day, but neither of us really could have afforded or really wanted to. But it, yeah. if, if it was like a, a match ticket, then I would drop in on those other days. I couldn't go for the whole day, but I'd go for a couple of hours. I'd come back. Yeah. Obviously, if you remember that problem solved, but for those people who might only want to get a one game or two games, why you can't have more flexible tickets for the whole the Yeah, whole I mean, they could have a, a certainly a system where they, they don't, it's a little bit more, but not that much more. Yeah. Like, I don't know, 20. 25 or something for four days yeah because uh, like you say they're not filling out seats so they, they they really really need to think more um inclusively as well so i was just and creatively that's been the thing that i've been really frustrated with for years and we used to talk about it back on the radio show rob like and we'd say our oh, outlandish theories like let everyone in for free you know which actually isn't outlandish it's a good idea because if you're not filling it anyway they'll come in they'll have a, a food and a drink and that'll be a little bit of money anyway and you get, you know, a few thousand rather than well, a couple is, hundred. exactly what I was saying. Um, like, so I work in theatre. If we've got a show on that's only got about 30 people that have booked in to come and see it, we will paper, you know, schools or whatever, so to get them in for free. So it's nicer for the audience and it's nicer for the actors. And, you know, what harm is it doing? You might capture a few people um, who think, God, I never go to the theatre. I'll have to go again. This is so much fun. Exactly the same in county cricket. They, they really, really need to be thinking more of this. I know they do do certain stuff. I, I, I went to Ladies' Day at Lord's. And I, I didn't even know it was Ladies' Day. And I went to pay and the guy said, it's Ladies' Day. You didn't have to pay, you know. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> That's a bonus, but um, so they do do some stuff, but uh, you know, that there's not enough. But so I'm guessing also that you you're uh, quite looking forward to the hundred, then you do. I so my, my view on it has changed. I mean, when it first came out, I was like, it's, it's stupid, the hundred ball thing's stupid to begin with. Uh, and then the, the names are pretty naff. And then the kits came out. I mean, that Welsh fire one with the hula hoops on the front. I mean, it's like a pack of hula hoops. And so the, the, the aspects of it where I'm like, this, this is so stupid. Um, I'm now, having been starved of live sports, some of those aforementioned teams, Harlequins, Chelsea, like I, I go to games, them over the winter. You know, I haven't been to any live sports since whatever it was, the 16th of, uh, 15th of March, when it was the last time I went. And so I'm absolutely... 
um, itching for live sport. And if it's the 100, it's the 100. Uh, and so I'm, I'm now quite excited for it and I'm ready to get stuck into it. But I wouldn't say I'm like fully sold on the idea that I think it's been done as well as it could do, that it's necessarily value for money, given the amount of money they've spent on it. I'd say I'm, I'm a, a skeptic who'll get Im involved and back it. Yeah. So um, do you go to T20 at all? I, I do sometimes. I'd actually personally rather go to a day of four-day cricket, kind of championship cricket, and sit there with a mate like Michael or other friends I have who, who like that kind of cricket and chat for them all day. Scheduling's not kind at the start of the year. It's really cold. So it's, you know, it's, it's nothing better than sitting in the glorious sunshine. But if I'm going to have to wrap up in a coat and gloves, and then I'm, I'm probably not going to go. Uh, and then also, of course, I've, I've got a job. Um, so I can't so take plenty blasters in the evenings. Yeah, so I can go to that far more easily than I can a day's cricket in, in the in the daytime. Um, and then so then I've got to take the annual leave that I can. My my wife doesn't like cricket, but I've got to take what uh, X amount of days cricket to go to the test matches, you know. Mm -hmm. So COVID willing, we'll be at several days at Laws of the New Zealand and India tests. And so suddenly the the avenue for going to four-day cricket is diminished, although I'd love to go. Mm. Saturday I'll be playing cricket anyway so I couldn't go on a Saturday Sunday I go to church and got other commitments so Sunday's difficult for me to go so therefore I, I do go to 2020 games with mates good fun normally four a year probably three at Laws one at the Oval would be my, my usual ration there is also something about going to a packed out crowd like as in I enjoy four day cricket but T20 cricket like you said Annie it sold out of Somerset um, a couple of years ago every game was sold out of Middlesex I think the same for Surrey um and it was a really good atmosphere. It was really fun. And I think they were riding that wave of the World Cup. The other thing about four-day cricket, I don't quite have... I could go on the weekends, but I think because of scheduling and because it's not the prime money money thing, which, again, is an issue of how it's been treated, a lot of it's midweek. And, again, clashes of work and stuff. I think you could let you should let people in, for example, for free after five o'clock. Yeah, why not? Like, you could stop in on the way home from work. Easy. And that is something I will be doing. I was planning to do last year, but... Kevin got in the way, but I, I would now I would now drop drop into middle to Middlesex games at Lords on, on the way home at least a couple of times, maybe meet up with a mate or two, um, and do that very thing. And I've always said if I was retired, I would go to every single day of. Canada. You're a social cricket watcher, aren't you? Because you you talk you keep talking about um, meeting up with mates and and watching. Yeah, we might have already gathered, Annie. I, I like talking. I like to talk to <laughs> have other interesting discussions with the cricket there. I mean, I could go. And sit there on my own mm. um and i mean and i have done that once or twice i have gone and sat in the pavilion and watched the cricket on my own but i, but I do like to go with someone else okay, so you see there's nothing i like better than going by myself mm. um and and i don't like it too busy either so um you know, it's ideal for me isn't it um are you the type of person who goes to the cinema on your own as well and i have done i um, yeah i think there's that i always see them as the same subset of people that yeah. you know, they like going to sport on their own they go to the cinema on their own they go to the theater on their own so i so i love musicals mm. randomly but i i, I come trying to find something to go with normally my mum oh yeah oh, no, you know, I, I i quite like i like going to the pub by myself as well so um I do that quite a lot. And do you think that's a common trait in people who love county cricket, the people you see down at well, Tornton? Like being by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, like, they're very comfortable going to the pub on their own, going to cricket on their own. It might be. I, I think it's, it's very different being a woman and going to county cricket by yourself than being a man and going to county cricket by yourself. 
you don't stay by yourself very much when you're a woman going to county cricket by yourself, I have to say. Mm. Um, uh, and when you're a man going to county cricket, I, I think that's that's quite um, common, but it's also quite common to um, yeah, go with your dad or go with like your mates or something as well. So I think it's, it's a bit of a mixture. But yeah, no, there, there are plenty of people that like being by themselves. Out of interest, Annie, what did you think of the Bob Willis Trophy last year? I thought it was, I think, uh, was it George DeBell that said it was a, a lifeboat? Um, and I think it was a lifeboat. I think he was absolutely right. But you wouldn't want to stay in a lifeboat for very long, would you? Um, I think it worked really well. It was the end of the season, wasn't it? It was only a small portion of the end mm. of the season. And there were some really, really great games and and obviously the um live streaming has been incredible uh certainly from somerset uh ben warren's done a fantastic job at, at uh, somerset for the, with the live streaming um so got to watch a lot of it because we were really really starved of um sport then weren't we i mean it's not like now where there's just Never every bloody <laughs> yeah. which is great i'm not not complaining at all it's absolutely what was missing in the first lockdown it was horrible um but you know you, you're certainly not starved of anything at the moment so there wouldn't be many aspects of that sort that new format that you'd think maybe this could be worth keeping around or experimenting with a bit like i thought the fact it was quite short it added a bit of impetus um and it felt like there was suddenly a lot of stake. I don't know. And the, the regionalising as well. Um, I hated the regionalising, but I could see why. I Part of the joy for me is to go and, and travel to a different ground. So um, I, was, I would hate the fact if it was just stayed the same. That was the one bit that Paul Nixon said he, when he came on our podcast. He said he didn't like was the fact you ended up playing the same yeah. team like, quite a lot. And it was... You suddenly yeah, lost quite a lot of the, the variety that comes with having an 18 county system and you get a play a number of the counties obviously you're split into divisions mm. two divisions so you might not play a certain county for a couple of years but yeah one of the one of the good things is that you know for the people for the teams in the second division obviously well, well like that idea of a final so my my dad is a massive cricket fan he hardly watches any county cricket at all mm. um, but yeah we'll be at every single day to play in England test match that he could possibly be at he watched pretty much the entire thing when it was streamed on bbc and he and he got quite into the fact it was a final to, to really yeah. watch as well would he would he like that giving a bit of a a big county cricket's big day out it's big moment in the sun where there's a final to be played or well, or not possibly. i mean you don't do it with um football though do you um, no but you do it with most other minority sports so rugby union yeah. has one rugby league has grand rugby final league, league it's i don't know it, I mean, I, I could see, I could see the benefits of having a final, yeah. Um, but like for me, for example, it is the the, the nuances of, of watching my players develop and you know having the individual games. I'm, you know, it, it's great to get that sixteen points or that twelve points. Um, it's well, the, fascinating. Well, the two I, I extra bowling points that puts yeah. you over the line. Yeah. Just that final thing, Annie, about watching players develop. In the last year, year and a half, we've seen the England Test team completely change its approach and, you know, go from boom, boom, let's go aggressive, just like in the one days, to instead, let's grind it out, let's bat test style, let's 
that long, make big first innings totals. And they're doing it based on players who've churned out the runs in county cricket for a long time without getting a chance, like Roy Burns, Dom Sibley, and now are getting a chance. Um, and it feels like there's been this like completely change in approach. And does that feel quite gratifying to you as a massive, you know, county cricket fan and watching players develop and, yeah. you know, they've scored their runs and now they're getting the chance and they're doing it on the big stage. Well, it's, been a, it's been a real, um, it looks like it's been a real sort of uh, thing that they decided on England cricket that they would have um, Bayless to do the white ball focus on that for the uh the one day games and then um now they've got chris silverwood who's uh very much more a red ball um mm. man isn't he so i think they they had that in mind very much from the start so yes i i i'm pleased but they they needed to sort the test team out but i, I think michael you're right there is a, a feeling that this england team is test team is one that's been birthed out of county cricket far more than maybe some others because even Chris Silverwood himself as a coach really cut his teeth at Essex and yeah. succeeded there and it's from there he's gone to get the England job as you mentioned Sibley and Burns Jack Lee not- of course as well is someone who's done well in county cricket moved so he does I wonder if it's one of the more reasons why it's maybe a more likable team is there are a number of guys have been knocking around county cricket for a bit rather than them all being plucked from 18 and, and groomed for international stardom. Not so, not so many egos, maybe. Yeah, not so many egos probably as a result. And there are a few who have been groomed for stardom from day one, like Roots um, and like um, inevitably Zach Crawley seems to be because he's hardly played much county cricket but Australian in there because they know he's very good. There are always <laughs> some players, but there does seem to be a, a few more we're not just picking Jason Roy, for example, based on one day success. I feel like Jason Roy and his selection in the England Test team symptomised what was wrong with our selection approach under Bayliss. But and that, is, that was definitely a, a white ball focus, massively more yeah. white ball focus then, yeah. And now we've and now we switched and we've got his yeah. replacement, Burn Sibley, who have done it the hard way. Um, are very odd looking. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like Burns' long hair now. Yeah, no, I don't mean, you know, in, in their stance and <laughs> <than> their... <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're not, they're not love, not kind of pleasing on the eye, technically. No, they're not, no. Um, but they turned out, they scored consistently the most runs and so they got their chance and that's yeah. kind of that's how you want it to be, right? Annie, one last thing on county cricket matters and you, you're, what you're trying to do as a voice in county cricket. Are you trying to make the ECB and people who are guardians of the game, if you like, almost be converted to your way of viewing counter cricket <laughs> to reevaluate? Or are you, you can never convert anyone. No, but, but are you trying to are you there to be a pressure group to try and make sure counter cricket's considered in decision making? Or are you really do you want to see some of your idea like your vision for how domestic cricket should look like put into practice? Because there's two slightly different ways of going about it. Just being a, a pressure group to keep it there. Or do you think you can go beyond that and look forward again uh, on the centrepiece again? I, I mean, I, I want it to be in the spotlight. I want it to have a voice. And this is what a magazine felt like a good thing for that. Um, so that that's the primary thing. Uh, I'm not going to convert the ECB. I, 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 they have uh, far more knowledge and, and uh, reasons for doing particular reasons for doing things than I do so um but I just don't want it to 
to be lost sight of. And and I'd love, you know, I've talked to a few of the ECB people. I've talked to um, lots of cricketers now. Um, I'd love to implement certain things if I ever could. But, um, you know, I, I have to uh, bow to the fact that the ECB are in charge. And I have to pray that they're doing the right thing, which I hope they are. But I, I have to say I, I am nervous what it means for county cricket. Um, are you looking forward to the 100? Yourself? Am I looking forward to the 100? Yeah. Um, no, I'm not looking forward to it. Um, it's not the competition itself. I, I'm um, not, but I, I, what I'm, can, because like I've said earlier, I, I'm interested in my group of players and watching them develop. Mm. Seven of them at the moment, seven of them are being split into going off and do, playing the 100 for right in the centrepiece of the season. So, you know, it's it's not something I'm, I have to say, it's not something that I'm uh, enthusiastic about in that approach. I, you know, I'd be happy to have the 100, the beginning of the season, you know, do, do, do it at the start or the end as a end piece or a, you know, starting piece to the season. Don't stick it right in the middle where the days are at their longest and where long format cricket makes much, much more sense to play. It's a crazy thing to do. But the, the whole idea of school holidays and it charming in with that so kids can come along to, to the hundred and that particularly kids who maybe have no interest in cricket. Can you see that argument why they've gone yeah, down? That's that? what we did the blast and it was full. It, and you're directly competing against the blast, which is, uh, you know, people say it's not, it's not as exciting as the IPL say, or which it, you know it isn't, um, and it's not as exciting as uh, the BBL. But you know it it, it it could be revamped. It could be made better. It could have had a lot of investment that's all gone on the hundred. Um, it did. It did. It did feel a bit funny that just as the hundred was getting announced, the year before the hundred was due to come, the T Twenty Blast had like its biggest year. And and it was I think it was partly because of, of the World Cup and it was on the back of that, but it was sold out everywhere and it hadn't been previously and it was sold out everywhere and suddenly it was like okay why are we having this hundred thing again? So it it was funny timing that actually. Um, and now the T Twenty bus does feel a little bit like the forty over competition as well now yeah. that we haven't got a World Cup. That's the other thing, isn't it? You you win at you win at the one day game. England win at the one day game and then you say oh, well that. That Royal London one that can go in the background and and just be on the sidelines while the hundreds happening, you know things like that. I think it's a big punt. It's a big big punt. A lot of money's been spent on it, and I think it risks damaging um, county cricket. And I think you, that's a real real shame. And I think it doesn't have to be that way. Do you want it to succeed though? From well, a, I want it to succeed. I think it has to succeed. Well, exactly. So because it has to succeed. Surely in that way, you're willing it on, because if it doesn't, then there are crippling holes in the finances of the ECB and therefore perhaps English cricket at, at large. I, no, 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 I wouldn't say I was willing it on. I think I'm concerned about what it, it moulds the future of cricket into. So I was just sort of thinking, kind of hoping for not, not a failure, in that will damage England cricket financially, yeah. but also not when it goes off and becomes cricket. I'd like it not to go ahead. I'd like it to be rethought and uh, I'd like to televise a, a Premier League type um, T20 blast. That's what I'd like. 
um, that was county-based, that didn't threaten so much. One, like, that won't happen. Yeah. One last thing on the hundred. So I was interested to hear Paul Nixon's thoughts on it. Uh, obviously, I know as a player, he um, enjoyed the shorter format of the games. So in that sense, he thoroughly enjoys playing limited overs cricket and was up for it in that sense. But he seemed really excited for the money it was going to bring Leicestershire, one of the poorer counties. And one of the arguments the ECB have put forward is it's going to make loads of money, which we can then give to the counties and county cricket can continue for time immemorial. Do, do you buy that as an, as an argument? <laughs> Uh, the, the existential damage it's going to do to county cricket as a product because it's cut the end I of the that, yeah um i think the projection is that it's going to be a massive loss for the first five years isn't it i think um so that's a little bit worrying um what was the other question <laughs> well, do, do you buy that it, it long term could oh, sustain yeah. county cricket if it is successful Colin Graves was was trying to uh, suggest that it should be sold off to private investors. So if that's the case, I think there'd be limited amount of money going into counties and grassroots cricket. Well, well I'm, yeah. I'm grateful that Colin Graves feels slightly more detached from decision making in English cricket than he once was, but probably still still too involved for, for anyone's liking. But um, you're shaking your head there, Annie. And, and, <laughs> Yes, yeah, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Before we go, Annie, I let you go. We've already, I've, I've never felt well. I don't have that much hair, but I was never let my hair down quite so much with a guest. I've had a great time, and I can't believe <laughs> it's it's five to seven already. I know. I was just looking at the clock. Um, one one other kind of, I, I suppose, am, amateur cricketing venture you're involved in is guerrilla cricket yeah and the broadcast for do you want to tell us a little bit about that how you got involved and why you think it's a good a good thing well um i a, a number of years ago was talking on twitter well, you know as you do about cricket and uh guerrilla cricket were a very diverse um people that want to have a you know as many people women and, and lots of different people, you know, working for them. And uh, so they contacted me and said, do you want to come on and do some contact? And I said, no, God, no. <laughs> um, and it was the IPL and I wasn't really interested in doing the IPL. Um, and then they got back to me again and I said, oh, OK, I'll do the India-England test match. And uh, I absolutely loved it. They... Um, you, you know, you just sat in a studio with a bunch of mates really chatting about, you know, you'd love it. <laughs> <laughs> chatting about the cricket, really. Um, so <laughs> um, it was just brilliant. And uh, why is it good? Because we all do it for free. We all do it because we love the game. And people can listen to it across the world. And it's it's a great, fun thing. And we really put a lot of invested a lot of time and effort into it um the guys in charge are just brilliant so yeah it's fab i did message rob saying well if you want to be commentators you know this might be you know we could try we could send a sample to cricket maybe this is the route yeah i was i could see michael in your eyes they were they were glazed over you were off in another land um <laughs> Go on, final question, Annie, because I've, I've actually got another Zoom meeting at seven that I'm now going to be late for. Um, but you mentioned a couple of times, big Somerset fan. Somerset have a, a bit of a reputation for 
for near misses. And I think for, for me, epitomised when it was Yorkshire, uh, Somerset, Middlesex game for the oh, title. And Middlesex and Yorkshire kind of, we had Steve Eskenazi on a couple of weeks ago and he basically talked about the effect of conspiracy that it was to um, yeah. engineer a result out of that game. Um, but more generally for you, Somerset, is, it, is that part of the charm of them as a county, the team that almost win but never do? No, it isn't. Um, but um, to watch them grow in strength over the last decade has been incredible. Um, and, and the academy and, and a real clear plan of what they're, they're doing is, has been brilliant. So, um, and, and they've had these really strong, older guys like Triscothic and Hildreth, Trigo, um, keeping them afloat, keeping, uh, and then a, a real big trickle of young, talented players. Uh, you know, I, I, I've loved watching them develop and change um, from what they, where they were before. They've had some fantastic coaches and um, captains with Langer and Chris Rogers and, you know, all that. So it's been great. Wonderful, wonderful time, uh, wonderful team. They're going to win. They, they've got to win. And it's not about yeah, being a bridesmaid. Yeah, at some point, right, surely. Um, but, you know, always at the top. <laughs> like, always, yeah. you know, it's almost. That's always at the top. They kind of come from consistently, you know, sort of fairly low to, you know, right, always there. Always up there. Yeah. yeah. No, it's going to be the be the be the bride uh, if there's a season next year, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining us, Annie, yeah, and for, you know, humouring us as we pepper you with questions about the hundred, which you clearly you know don't like. So thank <laughs> you very much, um, and it's been really nice to have you on. So um, oh, and good luck for, you know, for the next edition of County Cricket Matters and thank you. Um, and the season when it eventually starts. Um, yeah. Very quickly, Annie, do you want to just say how someone can subscribe to County Cricket Matters and get the magazine if, if they want yeah, to yeah, thank you. Um, you can go onto my website, which is www.countycricketmatters.com um, and you can order back copies, you can, you can subscribe and uh, they come out quarterly and it's only 13 quid for a year plus including postage so oh, very good fantastic deal mm. um that sounds brilliant <laughs> and um, gorilla cricket people can just listen online right yeah yeah there's lots of ways you can listen online you can go through crick tracker facebook youtube mm -hmm. brilliant well thank you very much indeed um and yeah have a have a good rest of 2021 hopefully it will open up a little bit between now and, and the summer yeah and i want you going down to middlesex we'll send you photos okay <laughs> awesome well we said it was uh frank and good exchange of views and i think you said rob you managed to let your hair down in it and yeah i thought it was a really good one um and really interesting to hear the views of someone who's got so different to my own in terms of how they enjoy their cricket like the way she was asking us do either of you support a county and the fact that to both of us I think Rob it's kind of a slightly alien concept the idea that we need to support a county to be big cricket fans because for me I've always just been a big England fan never really identified with a county I think you're the same um whereas Annie is a complete diehard Somerset fan you know Master Scothic is a hero so yeah I really enjoyed it yeah I I think for me, actually, it's, it's a, there's a frustration that there isn't a county I really support. 
you know, you think I because a lot of people would say the same with rugby. I'm a big I'm a big rugby fan. I'm big because I'm an England fan and I don't support a club. Well, I you know I support Harlequins very much, so very invested in how they get on. And I kind of wish it was the same with cricket, but I I couldn't really support a county. I don't think that's not one of the London teams because they're not don't play or from near where I'm from. But I can't. I don't want to support Surrey. And I feel a bit of a betrayal they'd support Middlesex, given all my cricket has been Surrey-based. So I'm slightly torn between which one of these I should support, whether I support any in it. And the end result is that I do have no skin in the game like she does. And so if the whole 18-county system was to be torn up and restructured, I don't think I'd be bothered at all. So for her, the idea of it being changed from what it is, these 18 counties within fantastic history... Is it's completely anathema to her, um, which is just good to have to have her on for coming from different perspectives on that issue, but also a different attitude to watching cricket. You know, she said she loves going to county cricket on her own, and I've done it once or twice, but I'd much rather go with someone else to to talk to and spend the day with. Um, and so that I found is interesting, just like I've never been to the cinema on my own, or you wouldn't go to the theatre on my own. I'm not sure I often would go to the cricket on my own, but but maybe I should start doing it. I think I might start doing well, other than when I'm going to cricket with you, obviously. But I want to start going to cinema as well. I want to be brave enough to do that as well. Just speaking um, speaking of Middlesex, just if we do a quick roundup of the first round of games, Middlesex, I don't know if you noticed, had a particularly striking result in that. And, you know, obviously Middlesex had a couple of bad years. They've been stuck in Div 2. Is this going to be the year they get out of it? Well, obviously they won't because it's not the same structure. But... Um, did you see that what happened in their game? 313 all out in the first innings. Bolton Somerset out for 172. And the Middlesex all out for 143. Somerset then winning by four wickets. And I think in the second innings, they had a collapse of five wickets for about 10 runs. So Middlesex continued to struggle a bit in four-day stuff. Yeah, I was dis- disappointing that. I mean, and to be fair, though, hopefully we'll get to see them struggle later in the season because Annie did leave us with the challenge of going to watch Middlesex at Lords a few times. We said we'd go and we'd take photos and while we're there. So we'll make sure we do that. But yeah, bad start to the season for them. But great one for your man, Ben Folks, scoring 130-odds and for Surrey in their second innings as they recover after a bad start against Gloucestershire. So I'm sure you're delighted to see that as much as you don't love Surrey. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't love Surrey, but they've got my money again because I'm a proud Surrey member again, only living a few minutes walk from the ground, so I'll be there. So, yeah, it is a bit of a conflicting one. I want Ben Folks to do well. I don't want Surrey to do well. For me, the most interesting result and most interesting individual performance is James Vince, obviously uh, hammering our previous guest, Paul Nixon's Leicestershire um, in their game. James Vince hitting an incredibly brilliant, aggressive um, double ton. I think the 100 came off about 80 balls. So fair play to him. Could James Vince force himself back into contention? It's not as if we just had a good winter at the bat. And he's actually only played for England 13 times in tests, which you think other people have had a lot more chances. So I don't know. What do you think? I don't think so. I mean, I love him. No. I've always wanted him to do well, but I just I just think he's one of those blokes. He's like he had his chance, he didn't take it. And they'll look to other people. Yeah, there's other there are other options around unless he has like an, a stellar season where he's scoring big hundreds every single game and other players are really really struggling. I just can't see him. Yeah, I just well, the other the other England players did struggle. No one did well from the England boys. Burns, Pope. Burns got seventy in the second innings. Um, so oh, well, we yeah, yeah, slight improvement there. 
So on that, uh, we'll, we'll pick up the Vince thing as we go on. You know, I love to jump on a bandwagon. So maybe I'm going to tie myself to the James Vince bandwagon this series on Hit for Six. So I'm going to push him. I've given up on Adi Rashid, but I'm going to get behind James Vince. Well, best of luck with that. Um, I won't be joining you, at least for now. Um, who, who knows? I, I can be famously fickle, particularly with batsmen. So maybe I'll change my change my team in a few weeks if he continues to to impress. But it's it's great to have cricket back. County cricket's back. Obviously, the IPL is starting as well. Despite not being, as you described, Danny, a county cricket fundamentalist, I do think our eyes will be far more on the the wonderful Red Bull game in April here rather than in the um, the IPL in India. But I'll have a little eye on that as well as that tournament unfolds. But all in all, it's just great to be back. The pub's open tomorrow. I've had a couple of cricket nets already, feeling good. As I said to Sophia, my wife, the other day, it feels like the beginning of the rest of our lives. So hopefully that is the case. COVID, the lockdowns and restrictions will never come back as they have been. And we've got a, a great summer of cricket, of sport, of seeing old friends ahead. And I can't wait. Yeah, let's make up some lost time. Cheers, Rob. All the best. <laughs>